if we leave our breathing to, to the effect of the environment, then the environment will dictate to us how we breathe. So if you think about, you know, in the Western world where, where we're in front of computer screens, we're looking at our phones, we've got advertising, we've got mortgages, um, relationships to deal with, all these things create our environment. And if we aren't aware of um, how our natural breathing instinct works, then all that's going to happen is, is we're going to be left to drift. And what, what happens is we, we drift along with the environment. living in a time when you have no choice but to innovate. And for many of us, that's as scary as hell. But it can also be the most exciting adventure. For the first time since World War II, we have the opportunity to change everything, to make our world a better place. For those of us in business, that means making your team and customers' worlds better. I'm Judy Selmans, host of the Engage to Innovate podcast, talking all things innovation. So relax, take some time out from your schedule and immerse yourself in the learnings shared by our guests. Did you know you already have all the tools you need to be healthy, happy, creative, all those really valuable parts of life? You don't have to buy anything and you can start doing it right now. My guest today, my guest today, Angie and Shane Saunders, are founders of Breathe Me. They're award-winning authors and host their own podcast, The Breathing Edge. They've left their old lives behind to teach people how to use breath to literally change the way you live. And I've seen this in action myself and I know it works. Learning to breathe. For those of you new to not doing more than what just comes naturally, might seem a bit crazy. So I just ask you to have an open mind and let's uncover the secrets together. So welcome to the Engage to Innovate stage, Angie and Shane. Thank you. Hi, it's great to be here. That was a good yeah, thanks, guys. And, and um, so I mean, you're based in sunny Queensland, of course. Is it still sunny even though the world feels a bit cloudy? <laughs> <sighs> Always it is here. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's an amazing part of the world to live. Sure That's is. What we love it. Yeah, well, I, I have to say I'm going to brag now about where I live just very, very briefly because we also live in one of the best parts of the world in, in Nelson in New Zealand, which is the sunniest part of New Zealand, would you believe? Brilliant. And uh, so I am very, very fortunate to live like you guys near the beach and get to enjoy that while it's quiet. And I, for all the negative stuff that's going on in our world, I love the fact that it's we're taking time to breathe and enjoy the environment a bit more. Like I'm seeing that in the community. Are you guys noticing that as well? Oh, that, oh, yes. that is so, it, it's oh, such yes. an interesting thing, isn't it, Judy? Like I've never seen more people out in the parks or out yep. walking or out doing, there's even people that are exercising and you kind of look at them and go, you haven't been out probably for years exercising. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're, they're, and I, I only mean that because they just, there's so many people out doing it right now and it's, we it's have refreshing. A, we have a strong appreciation for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. But I, I think this is a, it's a really interesting thing. There's so many things been going on in our world and, of course, Australia had the worst summer on the planet and, and so you've got all these environmental issues, you know, in our face constantly, which for many of us have been in there a long time, but they're now really exposed to mm. us so much more prominently and... And we've got all this, we've had this pressure on us for so long and I am I am quietly, even though I know so many people are going through so much insane stress around the world, but I think this, I'm, so, I'm excited about the opportunities that this situation presents us to take stock of our lives and to slow down and to breathe and be more centred and, and less busy. Does that make sense as well? Yeah, it, it really does. I was actually just thinking the same thing this morning because when the stress level rises, you either like whatever you is left unchecked comes out. So if you've already been feeling angry or unsettled or uncertain, it will just maximize or put a magnifying glass on whatever's already there. So to be able to then go, okay, well, we're forced to stop. 
and now look after ourselves. And now, you know, with all the things that are happening in the media, people like are creating stress out of that. Now that's a whole nother conversation, but then going, okay, putting the, putting the, the focus on self care and health um, and wellness and, um, and being able to, to use that as a number one value right now, I think is a great strategy moving forward. And I think the, you know, the, the silver lining in the clouds and, and, you know, uh, we've always been, um, fans of, of, you know, the greats in history. And, and, and if you look back that most of the stories were that there's always the seed of, um, opportunity in the adversity. And so, if you know you you can get buried in all the stuff that's going on right now but really what's come out of this is how improperly related to nature we we actually are as in the western world i mean we're seeing that this this thing that's happening right now is is a it's it's due to the lack of immune um function that people have in their bodies like um you know it's just it's showing up how much stress we've been under um you know maybe what what our dietary um intakes being like you know all these things and angie and i whenever we turn up or or go to speak at places we're always careful about not poo-pooing on people's um habits and things like that but Mm. it's it's kind of in your face now like if you haven't been taking care of yourself or you still aren't now you're going to be overloaded with stress right now and and so you know the the time is now to either take up a you know we're seeing that now with people going outside everywhere but it's the time to take up some kind of self-care um yep. and and really get into it i um i am going to actually share we talked just before we went live with this that i'm not really into sharing my personal stories but i i somewhat feel that this is pertinent to our discussion i have um you know and i'm not looking for sympathy here either by the way because many people have had chronic illnesses but i have had a chronic illness for the last 25 years and of that 25 years i've spent nearly 15 in bed so uh, i have this self-isolation thing is so normal to me it's i'm feeling like i'm pretty proud at the moment because i totally get and i know how to do this mm-hmm. but how i taught myself and actually how i cured myself because no one knows how it turns out i have you know a this condition that no one has even identified and I have a rare DNA, all that sort of crap, right? So mm-hmm. I'm allergic to pretty much the whole environment. And so the only way I've taught myself and I've cured myself is through breathing and meditation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're right. So uh, part of my thing is I'm also autoimmune, da, 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 da. But the, again, I can... I can literally give myself energy. If there are days where I wake up and I can't get out of bed, by doing the right breathing, I I can get out of bed. I can cure headaches. I can, and I know it's to having a long term effect on on my body. And clearly, I changed my diet twenty years ago and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, so I, you know, so what I want to talk to you guys about because you know. Clearly, and there's also a correlation, and we, the reason, of course, we're on this show is we talk innovation, but there's a strong correlation between your immune system and you being healthy and happy and your creativity and, therefore, your ability to innovate. Mm-hmm. So I want to I start at the very bottom level and, like, how can we – what is it in your technique – that allows us to build our immune systems and and we'll we'll get you to share some techniques as well. So we want to start by building our immune system and making ourselves happier and healthier. So I'm yeah, which mm. what do we start with? Great 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 question. Mm-hmm. And where where this all starts is in the physiology. So um you know, we, we know that there's links from the physiology that goes into your mental and emotional state. But really what we can control and what's the where the rubber meets the road is in the physiology. So if you think about just breathing in and breathing out has two really, really important things that, that, it, um, that it goes into. One is the oxygen delivery, obviously, that comes in from, um, from breathing in and breathing out. The other thing is that this function of breathing in and breathing out is is so um, intimately coupled with your nervous system and we know now through science that your nervous system affects the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve for, for anyone that doesn't know is the thing that runs throughout your body and sends all the signals 
from your body, from the organs in your body back into your brain. And so when the, when the vagus nerve is toned through your breathing, then you get um, uh, your heart rate comes into coherence and into the right zone and it also gives it flexibility so that you can handle stress. It's almost like creating a shield for yourself. So through, you know, all these things have been seeked out by people throughout the ages, um, you know, and, and people can, you know, you can find it through meditation, you can find it through dancing, uh, okay. chanting, um, through food, through swimming, you know, through walking, all these different things will affect how your nervous system uh, shows up and, and heart rate variability, um, which is a really complex way of saying it's 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 the ability for your body just to take on stress and then dissipate it through through the body. So our breathing is kind of like the, the levers that control that in your body. So it's it's the fastest way to change your body chemistry and it's the fastest way to either get your energy up or get your energy down or be somewhere in between those two at, at will with, with breathing in and breathing out. Mm. Yeah. I, and I've, I've, again, I just, you, you practice it yourself and you start to realize it feels to me though, I can need, we need to train people to do this. So it's a reminder because you know, breathing so natural. So we're doing it clearly, but even while you were talking then I was really mindful of when my breath was going and I'm thinking to myself, I actually really think, in fact, I think I'll do it when I, when we stop this call, I'm going to put a big sign on my wall and staring at me that says breathe. Because <laughs> that's what we have, because we're not training, you know, like, for example, should we be training kids? Um, well, yeah, well, and the, the, the interesting thing about this, Judy, is that um, the environment, if we leave our breathing to, to the effect of the environment, then the environment will dictate to us how we breathe. So if you think about, you know, in the Western world where, where we're in front of computer screens, we're looking at our phones, we've got advertising, we've got mortgages, um, relationships to deal with, all these things create our environment. And if we aren't aware of um, how our natural breathing instinct works, then all that's going to happen is, is we're going to be left to drift. And what, what happens is we, we drift along with the environment. Mm. So all the erratic stuff that's happening, all the fast-paced stuff that's happening in the environment will cause us to breathe erratically and fast-paced. So if we're, if we're not understanding how that um, mechanism works, then we will, we will drift with our brain. And you're breathing, you can actually breathe yourself into an early death if you just don't take any notice of it leave it up to the environment and, and never kind of take it out of, um, out of automatic and bring it into manual drive every now and then to, to, um, to bring yourself, you know, like we said, calm your nervous system, understand how that affects you and your emotions and your mental state. And that sounds really intense, breathing yourself. Yeah. To death. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like that. No, I'm, no, I was curious. Sorry. <laughs> Like, well, like what you said about uh, the kids and now that, that that's a conversation that I embrace because I've got two of them myself yep. and they're currently of the age With of me. about, I, of course, my, <laughs> please do that. I, I forget okay. you're here in the conversation too, right? Yeah. So we have, we have two, we have two, they're six and they're nine, about ready to turn seven and 10. And, 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 you know, when we first started out um, a conscious breathing practice or being really aware or of our breathing mechanism, we tried to do the same with them, you know, just breathe, you know, let it go, just breathe. And it was really interesting because coming from a point of view of like, I'm upset at you because you're upset. So you need to let it go so I can let it go. And it doesn't work because then mm. they look at you like, are you for real mom? You know? So, so what we found is like the greatest way to teach children is to be the example and, and it was kind of like a hard pill to swallow at first, because if I wanted them to relax, I had to relax first. And so I had to show them how to do it. I had to lead by example. And then, you know, then we found all these fun games to play around there. But that is the number one thing is like to be able to help your children with their breathing issues, whether it be something that's causing anxiety 
or anger or frustration or getting annoyed at the littlest things. You know, it starts with being able to teach them how to let go. And we use the breath to do that because it is directly connected to the central nervous system. And Mm. if you use the exhale to let go, you can let go and then show, give them the space to do the same. You know, and then the quality of life starts to starts to get starts to raise. It it actually when you're breathing mm. around other people will affect their nervous system. Your mm. presence will affect their nervous system. Yeah. So, mm. you know, uh, breathing is like the oldest communication mm. system that we have. Uh, you know, Angie and I have studied lots of modalities, NLP, language, all these sorts of things um, that we've studied, and it's really interesting that at the base of all of these is your breathing like Mm -hmm. your breathing is at the base like there's not an expert alive um that hasn't at some stage told a pupil breathe like Mm -hmm. just you know anything it doesn't matter what it is you'll you'll hear a coach or a or a mentor if they're if they're there with their um with their person that they're mentoring or coaching they'll always make a reference to breathing with them yeah i no it it is interesting and you're right And, and when you and it's that outside person can often see the stress i i have a friend of mine who has um she's bipolar so and one of the challenges is when she's in one of those spins uh is trying to get her to calm and a technique that she was staying with us and the technique we i used and and it's only through my learning was just to slow down myself and yes breathe and then it was infectious you're totally right and she started to see and then and and then you know and she gave me a hug afterwards and said thank you that's all I needed and so I think that we don't realize what an impact we're having on those around us and if you're in a team environment where you're trying to you know because we've got all these different personalities coming into this environment and we're supposed to be all loving and whatever and it's like you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, just simple things like breathing could. Uh, we actually had a um, podcast. We did a creative think tank session last week, and we started off. We had seven of us in the in the podcast, and I, I actually we we did a breathing exercise before we all started, just to center us all and and just calm everybody, and it, and it worked really well. So that you just you put everybody on a different level or the same level is that what it is yeah yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's called it, it, the actual term is called conspire where there's a group, oh. where there's a group of people who come together and breathe and agree that's conspire <laughs> that's the actual word if you look it up in the dictionary it's interesting that um you know yeah. the, the, the the references to breathing um, that go way back into um, you know ancient scripture and religious scripture and you, you there there is not a religion or a, or a spiritual discipline on the planet that does not have a reference to to breath and that breath reference is then also synonymous with life force so it it, it, it really is when, when we say it's the oldest communication system and and uh, you know bringing everyone together breathing is really at the base of it all and um you know anybody i mean this is a really poor example but if you even watch donald trump when he speaks and he Mm. stops and pauses and takes a breath through his nose that is that that is why he's so captivating to a lot of people is because he has been trained in how to breathe when he delivers a speech Mm -hmm. Mm. yes stopping i think a lot of us just are letting uh, our voices driven by what's going on in our head and trying to get the words out and i'm guilty of that at times (laughs) and and uh, Barack Obama was another good one where they pace it better. The best speakers, I think mm-hmm. you're right, are, are like that. Although I'm not quite sure. I'm sorry for the political reference. I'm not <laughs> trying to put Trump in the best speaker. Anyway, whatever. We maybe should not go there. Um, but, um, Shane, I'd really like to go back to when when the, the comment that, that, of course, was a, probably a bit of a shock to the system is that you're breathing yourself to death. Uh-huh. What, you know, like... What is, what does that mean? Are you meaning that we're just constantly breathing so shallow the lathe that we're not expanding our lungs? Or what, what, what? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the medical technical term is called hypercapnia, and what what that literally means is that you're over breathing. Um, and so what happens is we have um, everyone's 
familiar that we have oxygen and CO2 as the respiratory gases when we're, when we're breathing. Well, a lot of people think that CO2 is just like a waste gas. It's actually not. It's a super important um, gas that's in your body. It's, it's responsible for allowing the oxygen to, to transfer from the blood into the tissues. So there's two times that the oxygen transfers. It's, it's when you breathe in and it, and it infuses from the lungs into your blood and then your blood carries it via the, the red blood cells or the hemoglobin around the body and that's how it, how it oxygenates the body. Well, what most people don't know is it's, it requires the right amount of CO2 to do that. So with hypercapnia, with this problem of overbreathing, what we're doing is we're lowering the CO2 levels. We haven't got enough in there because we're overbreathing. And if you lower your CO2 levels too much, you dial yourself up to cranky, to angry. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of um, there, there's when we were studying this, what really slapped us in the face is there's statistics out there that show that 60% of ambulance callouts in the U.S. Are due to hypercapnia, not heart attacks. Not like people think that they're having a heart attack, but they're actually having an overbreathing. They're, they're having hypercapnia. So this this is like uh, at an alarming rate around the planet right now. Um, you know, and it's due to mouth breathing. Mouth breathing will, will cause a lot of overbreathing, and that is just simply that people are not taking the time to take a breath through mm. their nose. And yeah. so this, so what, what it is doing is it's wearing on the body. It's wearing on the, you know, it, it can be a slow death or it can be a fast death, but what it does is it, it exacerbates the, the hundreds of different, um, you know, uh, diseases and, you know, cause if you think about it, Judy, every disease in the body can be traced back to a lack of oxygen in the cell. Mm. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're getting really granular to the point where if you're lowering the oxygen in the cell, whatever you're genetically predisposed to will probably appear in your body, um, you know, and, and so that's how this uh, phenomena of not, not kind of paying attention to your breathing can lead you having a, a miserable life or just leading you down the path of expiring too early. <laughs> I'm just jumping in here on a point that Shane wanted to clarify after the recording, which I'm adding to avoid confusion. When discussing the O2 and CO2 imbalances, he said hypercapnia and hyperventilation is a rise of CO2. The opposite is true. It's actually a rise in O2. This imbalance makes it difficult to transfer oxygen to the cells as there's not enough CO2 to transfer the O2 into the tissues. So back to the chat. I'm, I'm just going to clarify because I'm, you know, still learning and I like to learn, uh, is that, so when you say over-breathing, um, you just mean we're just taking in too much? Are we not putting enough out? Are we, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a, are we, do we need to hold it longer? Yep. So, so what it is, is it's depth. So we're not, so our breathing is not deep enough because most of the exchange happens in the bottom part of your lungs. And so we're number one, we're not, we're not breathing deep enough. And number two, it's the speed at which we're breathing. So um, the, the physiological Goldilocks zone for breathing is around six to, it's around six to 10 breaths per minute is kind of like the Goldilocks zone. Most okay. people in the Western world from, from studies that they've done, uh, anywhere up, uh, anywhere from kind of 14 up to 22. So we're, we're breathing, as you pointed out before, we're breathing faster and shallower. And what that does is it knocks out the gas exchange. So we're, we're breathing out too much CO2. So we're, so the, the faster we breathe and, and the shorter and shallower we breathe, the more we're pushing out CO2. And as we mentioned before, it's the CO2 that helps get, the oxygen into the tissues and then when the oxygen is into the tissues it can get into the cell so it, it, it literally is a breathing shallow and breathing fast problem is that somewhat like the hyperventilation type process like you know for an asthmatic for example yeah, very 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 simple. that's more <laughs> acute that's acute right. apnea right okay so that somewhat makes sense so um, again, as asthmatic as a kid as well. So, uh, you know, you, you 
I know how instantly you feel like you're grasping for air because you don't feel like you're getting enough. Mm -hmm. And so you, (laughs) you know, constantly trying to get in more and more air. But yeah. that's actually, of course, counterproductive, as, as the experts will now tell us. And stuff, I, think so. what, I think what confuses people a lot about this, Judy, is that you have a physiological part of it, you have a mental part, and you have a, an emotional part to it, mm-hmm. and they all interact. And so the, the study that we've done and, and where we've done our training is across all three of those, is looking at... Uh, the physiological part, looking at um, respiration and gas exchange, looking at the mechanics of breathing, like how your po- how breathing affects your posture, and how breathing affects the um, the mechanical pushing of the gases around the body. But then you've got like behavioural part. So you, your breathing is a behaviour as much as it is a um, a physical sort of exchange of gases, and all mm. your behaviours get expressed in your breathing as well. So people have breathing dysfunctions that not only affect their um their physio their physiology but it affects their their mood and you know when you're um severely hypercapnic you you're it's like you're drunk it's like you're an angry drunk Mm -hmm. and and that's how a lot of people do mildly operate that way um you know with crankiness or being short with people or being irritated um you know things like that uh, are, are a sign of um, mild hypercapnia so it's a, it's a, it's affecting you across all three of these so if you if you haven't like when you look at this if you don't zoom out and have a look at how the pieces fit together you you could miss some things and and things get misdiagnosed a lot you know a, a, a normal I mean unfortunately a, a, a normal GP is not going to learn this stuff they they yeah. just they just don't they don't learn it and um you know we're studying currently with a um an expert in breathing sciences and it's a new it's a new discipline it's a behavioral breathing sciences it's a it's so new um but what they're doing is bringing together the fields of behavioral psychology and respiratory science so that they can look at how breathing affects you across um you know the the different part the different parts of you basically mm. That, yeah, that's that's actually really interesting because I still, you know, I've, we've done uh, in our work, we, you know, we talk about making people happy and relaxed and that's the creativity aspect, mm-hmm. but you're only happy and relaxed if you're breathing properly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's, it's so, you know, yeah. it, it's, so it somewhat feels like we need to start from the very, very beginning and go back to... Yeah, and it's interesting that they're still doing new science on what is clearly something we've been doing our whole existence, but we're still learning about it. So, yeah, that's it's really well great. interesting, Judy. If you look at the yogic uh, science, and you know, Western science doesn't want to kind of get involved in it because the the the, the Ayurvedic or um, you know even the Chinese um, and and Taoist uh, Buddhist versions of all of this. What, what they have known for 5,000 years, it, it, now Western science is catching up and going, oh, wow, we can actually see. Like they, they have no idea how this got mapped by, by yogis or by Taoists. They, they don't know how it got mapped. But the way that they tell the story is they just felt it in their body. They mapped it through mentally studying what happens in the body when they're in breathing and in meditation. So, you know, these things are starting to fuse together. So it has been around for a long time. It's, it's unfortunately for us, it's mainly our, the environment that we live in. It's our disconnection to nature that, is, that has really caused um, the, the, the dysfunctions in the way our body, because, I mean, we're still animals. We, mm-hmm. we're, we're the only monkeys on the planet that think that we're separate from nature. You know, it's, it's really interesting when you see it because once we start to take clues from nature and, and get back into nature, literally when you step outside and you get out into the expanse and you put your feet on, on the ground and you're outside, your breathing changes, your whole respiration changes, the cells expand, everything opens up. And, you know, I mean, right now is the worst example because everybody is 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 you know depending on your fear levels is cooped up inside and probably Mm. not getting outside so right now is probably one of the times where people are most at risk um you know for for uh, exacerbating their their current breathing dysfunctions i i do think um you know and i i'm just such a you know 
I'm a, I'm convinced anyway. I didn't really need convincing, but it was kind of, and mostly because I, I'm a bit like I'm quite intuitive in my always have been even before I started doing those other studies. But I lived in, we lived off grid on rural properties, so mm. I've been very, very lucky in my life to have experienced total quiet. Mm. And then uh, about four years ago, we had to spend a year in Brisbane. And we lived right in the centre of town. We thought it'd be fun to have something different. And what, I'm not sure I'd call it fun, but nevertheless, it was different. Um, and But what the thing that grabbed me the most was I was watching people and they're, they're just racing around and they, they weren't, not only were they not breathing, they weren't having even time to look at, mm. you know, the tree they passed if there was a tree and and just not taking it in and they did not know quiet they mm. couldn't cope and you know what i'm seeing so much on social media now is this constant interaction they just they're, they're constant they can't be quiet <laughs> i keep mm-hmm. thinking please just be quiet for a minute and enjoy this piece because it's going to get hectic again soon enough so if people are a lot of people are stuck indoors clearly at the moment not everyone's as blessed as us to live in an environment where they can walk out the door and 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 still touch a tree or get to a beach or whatever but how what what is the best breathing technique now to try and reduce some of the fear that many of us are going through and the anxiety and the unknown which which one of your techniques if you like which is there a particular one that would work well, I'm sure, I'm sure Shane will probably take us through something, um, but, to, you know, to make it easy, uh, we're already kind of doing it, but we're just not doing it enough. And okay. the natural inbuilt, um, natural breathing pattern to help relieve stress is like, if you think of it, if you think of a, an actual pattern of a triangle where you inhale and you exhale and you have a pause and it's called a sigh where you just go, <sighs> It's a natural way of letting go. So if you'll you'll find like if, if someone's sighing a lot during the day, it's the body's natural way of trying to balance out the chemicals in the body, the CO2 and the O2. So what we say is like if you just start with sighing more often or instead of waiting to the end of the day and sighing at the end of the day going glad that's over, why not start that at the beginning of the day and and, and feed yourself the energy that you need to at the start of the day. So if you uh, breathe, the, the other thing to that too, Judy, is, is nose breathing. Mm-hmm. Nose breathing is far more superior than breathing through your mouth. And if, you, if you're, notice, you're not noticing that you mm-hmm. are breathing through your nose, you know, um, if you're not doing exercise, eating, um, speaking, any of these things, you should have your lips closed and be breathing through the nose. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, one is that the, the gases that get created in the nose, there's, there's a gas called nitric oxide that gets created in the nose, that sterilizes and cleans the air and conditions it. And the way that your nose is shaped on the inside actually pushes the air further down to that lower part of the lungs we were talking about, where you get most of the oxygen infused. So if you think of a triangle shape and think low and slow with your breathing, then that is going to put you into what's called resonance. And you can think of a count, the, 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 the Goldilocks zone count for your breathing is about somewhere between four to six seconds for an inhale, four to six seconds for an exhale, and pause for, you can pause for as long as you like, but one to two seconds is, is usually fine. Um, and, and it's just in that, just within that triangular shape. So if you try that now, if, just draw the breath in, count it to yourself. One, two, three, four. Let it go. One, two, three, four. And pause. One, two. And start it again. Inhale. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. And then pause. Two, three, four. Now just take, if you take a sigh now, and what you'll immediately notice is just a, a calming effect coming over the body. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that, to me, that was the first thing is like I've, um, my mind was clear, so I wasn't focused, you know, there wasn't a little jumble going on. Mm. And, um, and so you, you instantly relax and it just, 
I can feel that I have more clarity, yeah, even though I'm jumbling my words now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no, that's it's a really it's a nice feeling actually. It's quite it's very calming. So I can see that being really important. Yeah. I've heard Shane talk about this before. I'm just gonna mention it for you. <laughs> Is that um, Shane Shane talks about, you know, like um say for instance in like a, a karate practice, there's a stance, like a base stance where you you know you stand and you're grounded and you're ready for anything. This kind of is like the energetic stance where if you feel fragmented or all over the place by just bringing conscious awareness, but it gives the mind something to do. And if, if the mind is going to wander, it's best to let it wander on the body because then you can start taking clues at what's going on in the internal environment. So that way you can connect in with the internal environment, let go of what you need to let go of, bring in the, 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 the peace and the calm such that you've got room to feel powerful or room to feel creative or innovative or, where, or, or focused, whatever it is that you yeah. need to create. It's like the reset to bring you back to your stance so then you can then continue on. And that, that pace, Judy, that we just went through there actually mm-hmm. brings that brings your heart into coherence. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it gets you in that HRV zone that we talked about before. And um, what most people probably don't realize is that uh, creative, like creativity, is the antithesis to uh, anxiety. So they're they're at the opposite end of the spectrum. Yep. So you know when people are in an anxious state, they're not in a creative state. When you're in a, um, you know, when you're in this calm, coherent state, that's the ultimate creative state. So when we work with um, clients, uh, you know, we work with CEOs and we work with people that are that are really in high stress positions and things like that, when they need to be creative, they just use this uh, triangular five in, five out is, 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 is five in, five out is kind of like the, the zone that you aim for. It depends on how, you know, your size and stuff like that, your lung size, but it's somewhere in between that four to six, but five is, is usually what we aim for. When they're, when they're coming from that, like Angie said, when they're in that zone, you can really um, change your breathing to come up into a performance zone and get really, really focused, or you can take it even further down and drop down into really deep meditative states where, um, you know, most people get a different download of wisdom. It's not an intellectual thing. It's, it's a different kind of genius mm. that you tap. Mm. And that's the, that's the interesting thing is where, you know, in this world, we're very, um, analytical, we're very logical, you know, everything's very masculine dominant um, type of thing. And when I say masculine dominant, I don't mean male dominant, I mean the energy yep. of, of masculine energy. And so this, this gives you the ability to kind of balance those out and come from a different, a different space. And it's a, it's so simple, but so profound. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's almost like, you know, it, it is just so simple. It's almost like, why are we even putting all this energy into learning it? Because what the hell, don't you know that, that this is what you do? Um, you know, I, I did read something once where, and, and I haven't seen anything to contradict it, but it's like humans are the only animals on the planet that can actually control their breathing. Mm. So is... Have you done any study on why other animals don't do it? I mean, is there only because they're already naturally I, doing yeah, it? Yeah. What do you know? The, I don't know that. That is really interesting that you bring that up, Judy. I've never, I've never thought about that. I'm going to go and look it at that may, now. It makes a lot, of, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It does. The stories that we create. But, in our but here's here's the, here's the thing, Judy. I think that in my opinion on that. Just thinking about it. Um, number one, animals do yawn. They do yawn. You'll see pictures of animals okay. yawning all the time. Yep. Yawning is our natural um, inbuilt breathing. It's a natural breathing um, protocol, if you like. Um, it's you like know, a reset. Yeah, yawning will bring oxygen to the brain. It lights up as many centers in your brain as an orgasm does, believe it or not. It's, it, wow. it's fascinating. Like the, the science on yawning is really fascinating. They still haven't really worked it all out fully yet. <laughs> so talk about it you know, being around for since, you know, since we've had modern science, they still haven't been able to work out the, the purpose of a yawn. But coming back to the animals, um, that is interesting. It might have something to do with the fact that of, of our reasoning abilities mm-hmm. and, and our, and our you know, our level of, um, I guess, consciousness and, and sentient. Mm-hmm. I think that that may play into it a bit because, you know, if you look at where we are 
on the scale of um, you know of evolution, uh, you know, compared to animals and you know mm. people that are people could argue this um, if they like, but we are literally the most advanced. I think mm. that we would have to have some kind of coping mechanism or or a mechanism by which that we could control the amount of creative energy that we have, the amount of um, you know energy in general that we have, because we can be you know, we have the capacity to, to be absolutely loving and then we have the capacity to be absolutely destructive. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I just find it really fascinating that if, you know, and yes, we're clearly, some would argue, maybe not so smart and advanced, but we won't go into the political <laughs> aspects of all of that. Um, but, but the point being that uh, we've, we're, we're clearly, you know, We've been given this asset, this ability to control our breath and to manage our moods associated with it and our whole physiology. I can't get that word out. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So we've we've been given this skill to manage this and we must be given it for a reason. There must be, you know, there's always a reason behind everything. So learning to harness this breath to be able to take your world where you want it to go, I just think that's the most exciting thing, that we're no longer inhibited by a virus about whatever illness you get. We're not inhibited by our so-called not being, you know, a a great painter or an artist because everybody can have the ability to control all of this. And I think that's what I get so excited about the work you guys are doing and, and teaching us all is that, this basic fundamental that can change everything in our life. Mm. It's just very, it's very, very cool. I really, I really do love it. And yes, you know, clearly you can contribute that with, you know, other things and exercise and all sorts of other bits and pieces. And um, uh, so, but I, I'm going to go back very, very brief, briefly on the, because you've also got other, so you talked about the triangle breathing and I did, uh, I have had to done your course before, but I re- did a recap before so prepping for this show. So, and and went through all the breathing shapes, and I'm fascinated. How did who came up with the squares, the triangles, and the circles? I mean, you know, it's so it's so fundamental that a lot of our world is actually based on shapes and uh, and formulas. So it's interesting that that this breathing technique is also part of that. It forms this pattern. Well, yeah, it's been around for it has like ages. Yeah, you um you know uh, the military uses box breathing or square breathing, oh, which is okay. a square pattern. Um, you know, circular breathing has has been a yeah. spiritual yeah. shamanic um you name it practice um that's been around. So using a circle has been around. Um, you know, triangular pattern um just comes from that being the basic in out and then a pause so you know we we've discussed with um many of our mentors who have had these shapes in different forms or one of an uh, one another um throughout the training so when we looked at who we've studied with and then even our own research into it these shapes appear through mm-hmm. th- through the things at all and if you even look at um, you know the platonic shapes in in nature like th- that's where it gets really entangled in all of that because it goes into um, you know geometry and and things like that there's there's re- uh, relatedness to the numbers and the counts that you can do so I mean depending on what your interest is um, it, it, it can fold into into any of your belief systems and, and things like that and the reason that we use it so much is just because we know that, the both the conscious and the unconscious mind both work well with symbols they work well with shapes and Mm. it's just it's a really simple easy way for everybody and anybody from any age um you know given that they know what the shape is to be able to reference their breath to that shape Mm. yeah no exactly and so just explain to me why would i use a box breathing Mm. Yeah, so the box one is really great for if you need to bring um, control back into in, into your body. So, say for instance, if you're if there's a panic or anxiety before going out on stage or before ma- making a sales call. Um, so, it, it, what you're doing is if you think about it, if you inhale and pause 
exhale and pause. You're controlling every single aspect of the breath. It brings everything straight into balance. So we, we use the box breathing for balancing and bringing control back in. Um, the, Shane mentioned before that the military use it. It's because if they mm. drop you into a danger zone, they don't want you to lose your, you know, lose your mind. So bring it back into control, back into the focus zone. So that way you can stay focused on what you need to do moving forward. That's great. And, and, and again, really important now because it's, you know, you'll get, I know a lot of businesses will be going through or any, anybody really is, you know, how am I going to pay bills or whatever mm -hmm. thing is going to be attacked to them at the moment. And, and all of us are going through issues. So stopping breathing and, and I like quite like the box idea. So that's um, quite interesting. And, and then, then being able to move on and then your head becomes clearer as we did with that exercise earlier and then you can think through the issue in that more creative clarified way rather than the jumble and because nothing good comes out of stress mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. or if the mind has something to focus on on every aspect of the breath but also what's happening physiologically in the body is you are balancing out the co2 and o2s with those little minute breath holds in there as well so there's a physiological, there's a mental and emotional flow-on effect of all these shapes. It does. It gives coherence to the mind and, mm. and it, it creates space and it allows, it's that space that allows you to um, not go into decision-making fatigue. Mm. Um, you know, the, that, that's, that's what happens with, you know, uh, if we look at the, the basis of success is the way you think. You, you, you are the sum total of your thinking in the world and that's how you operate so when you have this direct access to the mind and to to be able to somewhat guide your thoughts um yeah. you know th that's where you get that coherence comes from and that's why uh this seemingly simple thing that you do every day all day about t somewhere between 20 to twenty-three thousand times a day you have an opportunity that many opportunities every every day to to bring your bring your mind into coherence and have the focus and be able to drop into a creative zone when you need to and to be able to catch yourself when you're in a an, ang an anxious panic state or an angry depressed <laughs> kind of state and you can catch yourself and you know that it's you're going to breathe anyway so if you bring it to having a a go-to um, you know, use one of the shapes to bring yourself out of it. A lot of times it doesn't matter what shape you use. As long as you pull your breath out of automatic and into manual drive and just pick a shape, you'll be able, okay. you'll be able that to, is, that is, to feel yeah. different. I love that you said that, Angie. That's, that's, that's really, uh, this is a golden thing too, Judy, is that it's simply bringing awareness to your breath changes everything. Yep. And, and mm -hmm. so it's, you know, if you go even below the shapes and below everything else it's just bringing just switching across and going knows how how am i breathing interrupting a pattern yeah you're just interrupting it. an old interrupting behaviors and reprogramming yeah. a new one yeah yeah perfect and you know just just again i'm going to talk about so in in um for companies at the moment that are trying to bring teams together and we've got all these individuals probably working from home at the moment so They've all got their own independent stresses and emotions that they're dealing with, but we need to bring them together to be creative and innovative because we've got to come work out how to get around the issues we've got facing us today. So what is it, could we, should we be starting every meeting with, you know, let's just have a focused breathe and should we be reminding people to breathe through it? What, what would be a good way of bringing a team together to make sure we're getting everything out of everyone and everyone's feeling comfortable? That is a great question. We, uh, in these times right now, we've been called into a lot of organizations just to come in and do a 15, 20 minute breather for them yeah. to help their um, leadership team or even help their, the, the, their immediate, um, you know, support team to be able to, to, to steady out their energy during these times of high stress. So one of the things, I mean, Shane might have something else to say, but one of the things I, that, that, I, that I've been doing with my own team is just five. Um, if you think, you know, stop for five, it's like stop for five breaths, five seconds in, 
five seconds out and it's it's less than a minute and it's enough to bring everybody together to let go of any sort of um, fragmented energy so like you know gotta do this gotta do that gotta do this it's like it stops everybody brings them together they're all breathing together and it creates that group um, um, synchronicity we we created uh, we created a breathing through turbulent times. Um, it's just a there's a six minute uh, morning session that you can do. There's a six minute evening session that you can do to bookend the day. But in there also uh, there's a five second and two thirty second um, protocols that you can do that just take takes five seconds. The the, the shorter Fabulous. one takes five seconds to do, and it's pretty similar to what we did before with the triangle. Um, and so you've got these, you've got everything from, as Angie said, sitting there with a team for, for 15 minutes. So the longer you can get people to breathe the, you know, and, and 15 minutes to 20 minutes is, is, you know, it's, it's, it can be a long time for some people especially mm. when everyone's time poor, but what that does is it allows you to expose any unconscious breathing dysfunctions that you have and, following the patterns for you know for 15 to for 12 minutes or, or however long it is will allow you to retrain those patterns and it, it only takes that long to to retrain you know years of, of behavioral breathing um, and then what happens from there is the more proficient you become at doing you know say a 12 to 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 10 minute and then you can drop it down. We have six-minute sessions, and then we drop it down to a three-minute, and then we get down into these 30-second and five-seconds. So the, the more proficient you become in the skill set, the quicker you can shift your energy and shift your state. Mm. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a skill, and it's a practice that you do. Yeah. Yeah, it, like anything, if you practice, keep practicing, it becomes a habit yes. and you get good at it and all that sort of stuff. So I, I really love that you guys have got this uh, available for people free on your website. So um, so how do people, uh, we've got it, we'll put a link in the notes, but how can people get access to your free course? It's really good. Yeah, thank you. So just go to breatheme.com. Um, with an e, breathe with an e, breathe me dot com, and uh, and all the resources are there. We we love giving um, uh, as many uh, as much out as we can, just so people can have an experience of what it's like to be able to shift the energy in the moment. And then, and then yeah. when you know, then when people feel called to come and really take it to the Practice. next level, they'll come and see us. Yeah, um, yeah. we um, we also have uh, the Breathing Edge Facebook group and. Currently inside the Facebook group, we're, we're running, um, we ran a 30-minute session just before we got on here with you. Um, we, we're live streaming those in there and, and there's access awesome. to plenty of other stuff in there at the moment um, because we know, you know, right now, we know everyone could do with a breather. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Oh, no, that's, that's really good. Look, I'll definitely put links in the show notes for everybody. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're just a bit sceptical still, well, get over it because it works. Um, it, really, it's, it's just like this is simple stuff, guys. You, you've got the ability to control everything in your life at your fingertips. And so natural to us but learning to control it is the key it's why i love what you guys are doing and thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it that's awesome thanks you yeah it was great questions and we really mm -hmm. enjoyed having the chat cool see you now Bye. Bye.